Um, yeah, I'll take a cheeseburger with no cheese, please. Sir, that is a hamburger? No, no, no. No, you're, you're not listening. I want a cheeseburger and then take the cheese off of it. That's a hamburger. Do you want a number two? Sir, you're not listening to me. Take a cheeseburger, okay? Make a cheeseburger with and do, take the cheese off. You know what? Welcome back to the B&E Show. B&E Podcast. What's up? That intro is courtesy of Aaron Carter. Uh, Aaron Carter was a fantastic musical genius back in the way. <laughs> Songs such as That's How I Beat Shaq um, and I Want Candy, which is not about... <laughs> Yeah, not about the uh, the dessert either. It's about a woman named Candy. Um, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. Which is odd because he was like 10 when he sang it. <laughs> That's true. Like That's He might have actually wanted candy. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's a good one. Check him out. Aaron Carter. Think he's in prison. No idea, though. Yeah, probably. What's up, man? Nothing much. It's, it's been, been too way long. too ah. long. When was the last podcast? Was it, what, two and a half weeks ago? It might have been like the New Year's Eve or it we was. racist episode. Oh, yeah. Let's we not were, go we're back not, there. We're not. <laughs> we're not going back there. A um, lot has happened. Patriots won the Super the Bowl. Pats. The wow. old Tim Brady. Yep. I love it. And I, I owe you, what, 50 bucks? You owe me $300 cash. We need to run to the bank. We do. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you thought that. I know, because I was going to do that on the way here. I'm, and short, totally I'm short on that money. <laughs> um, man, a lot. We're just going to get right into it. We've got a, we've got a fun episode ahead. We were talking uh, B&E Book Club. We're talking Bachelor. We're talking... Lane's Relationship Lane's status. Relationship status. Update. Big update. Big update. Big update. Uh, I've got a story to go along with that update. And then uh, just some life advice stuff, hopefully. Yeah. So, anywho, what uh, you just got done skiing? Whew, man, I missed it. One thing I have to say about that that was really interesting is, and I say that all the time. Yeah, this is really interesting. Dur, dur, dur. Yeah. I right. haven't skied in like two and a half years. Why you might ask? Because I want to fucking work, okay. make money. Okay. So Did I you have. Miss it? Oh, tremendously. What do you miss most about being out on the slopes? Just that's where your mind is. Hmm. Really? You know, so were you able to totally... I'm going tomorrow. Dude, I unplugged completely for like three days and it was great, but now I'm just like buried in emails and and I just know it's going to be two weeks until I get back with everybody, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But it was nice to unplug, strap the skis on. You know, I, I... one of those people that if I had a steady income, residual income is the goal because I have so many hobbies that I like to do. Yeah. Skiing, wakeboarding, like You'd there's be out too about many. More often. Exactly. I would be so but then at the same time, the structure of having a career and work, yeah. I love that just as much. So and it's interesting, I remember at one point when I was coaching, I thought about doing like a lawn company, either starting a lawn company or just working for a lawn company. I love mowing and taking care of yards. At some point, I will buy a lawn company and make Fold it good. It in. Yep. Yep. But, um, you know, when I was thinking of that, That's one, interesting. Of the, one of the things that well, I like about it, that, it yeah. is I, I always thought of, and looking back on it, I was foolish because if I had created a company, I'd be as busy as I am now. But at the Not time, I was like, much money. it would be so great to have a weekend. And I, you know, I don't envy a lot of the things that eight to five people have to do. For instance, they have to show up at eight uh, and they can't leave until five. That seems dumb. And they're capped at how much money they can make typically. 
and I don't like that. But one of the things I envy is at 5 o'clock on Friday, I'll see you on Monday. Yep. And I, I, I'm very jealous of that because of that reason. We're going on a skiing trip up in Sandpoint, Idaho this weekend. Uh, it's going to be. What ski resort will you ski? That's Schweitzer. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful mountain. I've heard that that's an amazing. When I used to watch ski movies. Yeah. Is like top of the list. Okay. Well, I'm. I, I mean, we went last year. It was a blast. It's supposed to be single digits in temperature. How many layers are you gonna have on? A lot. How a lot. Many? I'm gonna have a like lot of five. bourbon in my pocket. <laughs> is what I'm gonna have. A couple flasks. <laughs> Two flasks. Fireball. Um, but I'm excited because at five degrees, like I can't have my phone outside. My phone will break. break. <laughs> and so I'm gonna leave it in the lodge. I like that. And I'm gonna just enjoy. Will that stress you out? Tremendously. Okay. Sort of. I don't know. You know what you need to do? You need to update your voicemail this weekend. Say, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm going to send an email to the team. I'm going to send an email to the team. It's like, call Blake Haggett. You know what Um, I'm a little nervous for, though? Is, oh, help me with this RA21. Oh, shit. What the fuck Well, I'm still going to be around. Yeah. I'm not going to be skiing 24-7. Yeah, but still, I want you to unplug. Because when you come back Monday. Oh, I'm going to be refreshed. You're going to be dialed in. And cold. Yeah. So that's uh, that's awesome, man. Well, um, yeah, on this end of things, just been working hard. That's why we haven't been able to do another podcast. How many agents do we have on the KZB we real estate eight, team? Eight Oof. total, not including us. So ten including us. We've got a bunch more in the in the works. We're going to be up to... What's the most exciting thing for you about the team? Um, I feel like they're they're genuinely enjoying being a part of the team, and I believe that I they that see too. a lot of value in it, mm-hmm. which makes me happy. I'm glad that we were able to bring that to a large platform of individuals. Yeah. What happens when we get to like 25 agents? I still think we'll be able to keep it personal. I do. I think we are uh, hard enough working individuals. But um, yeah, so that's going good. Let's jump into the first thing, the B&E Book Club. Okay. Miracle Morning. What is your take on this? Because I I struggle with the morning routine over and over again. What do you struggle about it? Exercise. I'm a big exercise junkie. Okay. And I have a hard time lifting weights to how do I put this? Max the way I like capacity? to capacity? Yeah. At seven thirty eight in the morning. Why? Because my body's not awake. Wake it up. Body's not awake. Do a warm-up. I know. That's the point I of just, a warm-up. I just don't feel I feel like Around three or four in the afternoon, my mind's awake, my body's awake, blood's okay. flowing. I've got some food in me, um, but I've also heard that the best workout is in the morning. See, I don't know, man. So that's I've heard really so many different things. Up my thing recently, I've been skipping the workout, putting it off to the afternoon. Okay, and I've been really, I've got this consistent. I go to Starbucks every morning, get a coffee, my okay. egg white bites, and get to the office around seven thirty-eight early. And I've got about two hours until anybody comes into the office and bugs the hell okay. out of me. But what about when you're trying to work out in the afternoon and everybody's bugging you? Yes. See, I, I don't know if I could step away from my... I turn off my notifications for oh. an hour in the afternoon. Okay. And that's helped me through my workouts Good. in the afternoon. My thing, so I've been running, obviously, yes. as, as we How's all know. How's that going in the It's going weather. great. Yeah. I mean, fantastic. You I, look good, by the way. Thank you. I feel great. Um, it's, it's just, I love it. And the thing that I love about it is I do it early in the morning. The whole time I'm running, I'm planning my day. Okay. So, like, I'll put on some music in the headphones or I'll put on a podcast, but I'm really not even listening to anything. 
you're thinking. I'm thinking the whole time. But you're and so like I'm going, subconsciously yeah, thinking. I'm going, that. okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to shower. I'm going to drink my celery juice. I'm going How's to. How's that going, by doing, the way? Hey, I'm, we have not missed a day. You haven't. Since January 1st when we started. So we're looking at, I mean, it's been 38 days. And are you juicing the night before, the morning nope, of? No, the morning of. So I wake up. With, when the wife wakes up, she gets ready for work. I juice. Um, she drinks hers. I leave mine in the fridge. I go for my run, come yep. back, drink my juice, jump in the shower. But the, yeah, the whole time I'm running, I'm going, okay, I'm going to drink the juice. I'm going to get in the shower. Then I'm going to call so-and-so. Then I'm going to fill out this paperwork for this contract. Then I'm going to go down to the office. Then I'm going to drop my truck off. And it just, I mean, it sets a tone for the whole day of do all the shit like I have to do. crystal clear when you yep. get back from your run? There are times where I get back from my run and it's like, okay, I need to rush through my morning so that I can get going on what on I know I need go. to do. Does that stress you out at no, all? No, I like it because at some point I would know that I had to do that. I like knowing what the entire day Is has laid out like? for the most part. Are you a big scheduler? Do you like time block within your calendar so, or are you kind of like elusive? I do now because of the team. Yeah. I, we have to. Yeah, that's true. But typically, like my real estate days, hey, if a client calls me and wants to see something at 4.30, I'm jumping in the truck and going to show it to them. Yep. That's how it goes. Are you – so on the book, we talk about lifesavers. Yes. So the S-A-V-E-R-S. One really interesting thing for me is affirmations. Are you a big affirmation guy like, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm – what what is your take on this? Because I've heard some things recently that have opened my thoughts to different ways to do some affirmations about not we're both really confident guys. Yes. So that's what's different, I feel like, in our perspective. Meditation, I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Because I've found some interesting things about yeah, that. Affirmation is a good question. I am internally affirming myself nonstop. Yes, you are. I don't think there's anybody out there that loves themselves as much as I love me. <laughs> um, to a fault. <laughs> Having said that, I can reflect and I can honestly look at what I'm doing and see if I need to do it better or not. Mm-hmm. I probably don't give myself enough affirmation. I like that. Because I'm constantly hungry. Yeah. But it, there's no lack of confidence. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So... I'm in between because I think it is good to – my wife told me, you know, hey, when you accomplish something, you should buy yourself something or reward yourself somehow so that you, you know, keep striving for successes. I mean, and that's great. Yeah. My problem is is that if I sell a house, cool, one house, I'm looking to sell – 10 tomorrow. Yeah. And so I'm never really pumping the brakes. You're to not celebrating your, your yeah, wins, your I'm little not. wins. But I think that's also what has made me successful. Yeah. Is that I'm not complacent in that. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are you, what are your thoughts on the affirmation? So I'm going to try this and see how it goes. I interviewed someone on, on the yes show recently that says they record their affirmations in a voice memo on their cell phone. And they've got three different affirmations depending on how they wake up in the mood. And you could probably guess not to, you know, it was a female that told me this. And okay. I said, ding, that's a pretty good idea. Okay. I would laugh at myself every morning. <laughs> I would too. be like, you Easton, down. you're smart, you're tall, you're good looking. Yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Don't go for a run. Oh, That'd be me shit. every morning. I know, I know. So I don't know. <laughs> Affirmations is something that I've, I I follow this guy on Instagram. His name's Sam Walton, I think his name is. And not Sam Walton, the basketball coach. 
I don't know. Bill Walton. Yeah. Not since the time that dinosaurs roamed the earth. Have I seen a basketball player with layup abilities? (laughs) Anyways, um, he sells real estate in Nevada, so Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. He started about a year and a half ago. He's crushing it and documenting his journey on Instagram. And it's really fascinating to me because he does these little challenges for like 30 days. He's like, I'm going to do affirmations for 30 days. He wrote his affirmations on a black screen every single day, one day out of 30, two days out of 30, you know, like he kept track of it. Okay. He graduated from that and started being personable and speaking his affirmations out loud. Okay. And through that process, it's been interesting to see his sales, his career goals. He's been able to accomplish more. I don't, what do you got? I'm raising my hand right now because I have an instant question out of that. Is that because of the affirmations or is that because he's now doing it longer and he's building his business? Yeah, consistency. I think if you're setting, and, and I look at it as, you know, if you can do something every single, if you can build routine, consistency, I think that that will trickle into other aspects of your life. Yeah. Consistently calling clients, consistently pursuing open houses, consistently, I think that it rolls over to that. Yeah. Whether it's affirmations or not. Variables, variables come in groups, I feel like, right? Yeah. Because right now, what am I doing? I'm drinking a ton of water. That's because you're going to booze it up this week. My new thing. Well, no, <laughs> just in general. Since January 1st with the celery, celery juice, juice. Well, you need lots I'm of drinking water. a ton of water and it's really good for you. And I'm like, man, I feel great. And everybody's like, what's going on? Oh, I'm drinking a ton of water. Well, I'm also not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so is it the variable of no booze or is it the water? Well, it's, it's a combination of both. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the same thing with him and that affirmation stuff. So here's kind of to piggyback that. 30 days he did self-affirmations, I think 30 or 45, did not miss a day. Recently, he's running uh, 5K every single day. He's on day like seven. How far is a 5K? 3.2 miles. Doable. It's it's doable, but back, rewind to December of, or Thanksgiving the year prior. Uh All of December, I was like, I'm going to run a mile every single day. Yeah. Do you know how hard that was? Oh, extremely. You know, you'd get done with your day and you're like, oh, shit. I gotta run. I gotta fucking run. Yeah. And that's the Monday, Wednesday, Friday I'm able to stick to. And you're dialed in. And there's dialed you don't in. need more than that. But it's yeah. consistency. You've done this for 35 days. Yeah. Do you think the consistency of doing that has trickled into other aspects of your life? Yes. Through business, through... I do. I'm trying to think of what because I know it's there. See, I'm so I'm so scripted in what I do every day. And maybe maybe that's it. Maybe the running has just bred consistency. Because what did I tell you at the beginning of the year on our New Year's Eve show? On our New Year's Day show? I said, I just want 2019 to be consistent. I don't want to have a month of eating healthy and then a month of eating like garbage. Yep. And I'll tell you, in the last 38 days or whatever it's been, Monday through Friday, typically... Alcohol-free, typically extremely clean eating. Mm-hmm. I'll usually give myself a Saturday or a Sunday, you know, to eat poorly. Yeah. Pizza, but then I'm right back on pizza. it on Monday. Yep. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I feel great. There are days where I'm like, eh, you know, on Saturday, it's like, eh, I still want to keep eating healthy. Yeah. Great. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I think if you, like, if somebody's out there and they want to make a healthy change, eating at home and being healthy is easy. Mm-hmm. The hardest part is when you go to a restaurant, just make it a point that you're going to the restaurant to hang out with somebody. The thing that America, and man alive, we're getting deep now and way off track. It's okay. 
Okay, Chris Pratt said when he was overweight, he enjoyed eating. Okay, so think about it. How long are your meals typically? Half an hour? So out of 24 hours, he said he enjoyed an hour and a half of the day. Now that he's in shape and really healthy, he said he hates eating. Like he hates the food that he eats because they're really healthy. But he enjoys the other 22 hours of the day. Wow. And so instead of hating himself for 22 hours and enjoying the two hours he ate, now he hates the two hours he ate and enjoys himself for 22 hours. I mean, that shit is like goosebumps. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it could change so many people's lives if they knew that. That's so true. It's funny you're saying that because I'm really starting to enjoy eating right now. Like I can't yeah. wait to look forward to go, oh, you're going sure. to Texas Roadhouse tonight. What does your car think of gas? Yep. Just as fuel. Mm-hmm. Food is just fuel. It really is. When we think about, oh, we're going to go to a fun Super Bowl party. The fun part of the Super Bowl party should be hanging out with friends and watching the game. Not it shouldn't be what food you're going to consume. It's fat. Dip. Think about it, though. Did you go to a fun Super Bowl party? I did. I went to my buddy who's still playing uh, Major League Baseball, Austin Shout Dibbins, out. Dirks. Uh, they're building a the house in the Boise North End with me right now. And so, uh, yeah, went over there. It was a blast. Rooted on Tom Brady. I won a shit ton of money did during the really? Super Bowl. And I don't bet. Oof. People just kept betting me stuff, and I'd like, take it, take sure, it, take sure. it. I won a bet. Here's an interesting one. I want to bet with somebody over at Title One. I won't say names. They said that the Patriots were going to win. I didn't want to go against the Pats. And so I doubled up and I said, I'll bet you X amount of money that the Patriots do win, but they're going to win by double digits. What happened at the end of the game? Ding. Missed a field goal. Yep. Easton wins by 10. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> and then I beat the shit out of you. Yeah, you did. Old Blake and the Rams. Well, honestly, I was very impressed with the Patriots. The, the game was it was I enjoyed the game even though Good. it was slow. I'm glad you said that. Because of knowing you, I understand more of the science or the stri- like strategery. Yes, new strategery. word. Strategery. Put that in Webster's. Yep. Strategery behind what the Pats did in the Super Bowl. They when it comes to one game. Oh. You no give matter Bill who, Belichick two no matter, weeks. No matter who team, whatever team it is, they're not going to lose. You give Bill two Belichick weeks, two weeks. Two weeks, and they have to win. They yeah. have to win. Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to win. It, people who say that that game was boring, I don't think they watched the game close enough. Because that game, to me, was not boring. That game was an example of complete and utter domination. Was Who's the quarterback for the Rams? Why can't I think of his name? Jared Goff. Do you Ex-cow think he, kid. Here's my big thing. I think he was extremely nervous, and that crushed him. Because there was a yeah. few plays which they went back, and Tony Romo's sitting there commentating, love, going, "Love Romo. Oh, it's I love how he reads it. He's so like, good. they're gonna run it up the right side. So team. good. And he missed some wide open targets. Not wide missed open. them. He he went with a different direction. You know, through yeah, the player he that was had some throws that were missed by 10 yards as well. Exactly. I don't I know that if that is nervousness. I always have a tough time with this because we read so much into, you know, the stage and all that. Yeah. And I do think that talking to, not me directly talking, but listening to people talk to these guys who have Super Bowl experience, the thing that they say they get better at, it's not football. They don't get better at the game. They get better at how to handle the media and all the attention before, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing with Pats. Pats are just great at handling all the outside noise. 
I think once you step on a field, no matter what your sport is or your profession, or even, you know, take real estate. Yep. Once you step onto your field or in the house or whatever, if you're a professional at it, it's going to come back to you. That's true. But I honestly contribute a lot of their fails of the Rams to how great the Pats defense played. Yeah. And so the Patriots, I saw a statistic, the Patriots typically are a man defense team. The Patriots ran zone like 65% of the time during the Super Bowl, which is not very common for them. And so they almost went away from their strong suit, which was man defense, because they knew that the Rams could match up against man defense so well Mm -hmm. that they started running zone. There's so many little things like that in sports that I'm just like, in baseball, people always say baseball is a boring sport. You don't know what you're watching then. Yeah. You're just not that intelligent. Because you just start to think of, okay, there's so much to it that a one nothing game is more enjoyable than a ten to eight game for me in baseball. Yep. Because a one nothing game now all of a sudden the intelligence of the managers comes into play. Uh-huh. The intelligence of when to pick off, how to pick off, how long are we holding before a pitch? There's I mean, there's I could go so on many, forever. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Well, that's lifesavers for you in the book club. Yeah. We got way off track from yep. the book club. The That's book okay. was fine. The book's great. The book's it's good. It's good. I think it's an af- not affirmation, but a reminder to pay very close attention to what you're doing in the morning. You know, I, I agree. really enjoy getting up before everybody else. And just to touch on that, I've recently started meditating a little bit again. Tell me about meditation. And this is what you're Zen. So. I think it it does help me. I have learned to understand like when you meditate, okay, you're closing your eyes, you know, you're listening to either a repeated word or a song or or someone guiding you through a meditation. And I've learned to understand when my mind starts to wander. So through meditating out of the 165 minutes I've done it that I track, I use an app. Okay. And over that time, at first it's just, you feel like an idiot. You're closing your eyes. You're going, <gasps> breathe in, in through your mouth, out through your nose, or in through the nose, out through the mouth. And what I've learned through that, that's, I've learned how to capture that thought and bring it back to focus on my breath. So huh? through that meditation process, I think that applying that to your everyday tasks, let's say you've got a contract you got to write up. I'm so space, like spacey, that I'll start, you know, I'll fill out the first page and I'll go, oh, Facebook post or, oh, this, this, this. Okay. So applying that concept of losing that train of thought, recapturing that and bringing it back to the focus, I think has helped me when I'm going to work on a project that's going to take me two, three hours or something that I know is time consuming. It helps me understand when I'm working on something and my thought process goes haywire. And mm-hmm. I'm able to refocus that thought. So it's not for everybody. When I was in college at Lower Columbia Community College, go devils, there was a guy named Alan Jagger. Now, Alan Jagger has become extremely successful. And Alan Jagger is the guy who invented Jagger bands. Now, Jagger bands, if you remember this, they clip onto the fence and you do the arm exercises uh, before you throw. Yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. And they actually, the science behind them is they warm up a lot of the little ligaments and muscles that like just stretching doesn't do. Yep. And it strengthens your body. He also was the guy who invented like uh, long toss. Really? Yeah. And so 
I mean, the longer, the further you can throw the baseball, the harder you can throw the baseball. One of the things, though, in his program, before every practice, and we did this because we were trying to trying out his edge. entire program. He sponsored a lot of stuff. Before practice, the coaches would have a meeting with us. Ten minutes, here's what we're going to do today. And then for 20 minutes, you would lay on the grass in the outfield. And all you wanted to focus on was breathing. And his deal was... He talked about meditation. He said, I want you to count how many breaths you're able to take without counting how many breaths you're able to take. Try to wrap your mind around that. That's incredible. Uh But honestly, eventually you can relax so much that you're counting and you don't know you're counting. And all you're focused on is breathing. He wanted no thoughts. Which wow. is hard. And it's it, almost it impossible. Hard. Yep, yep. But once you get to a point where you're so relaxed, you're not asleep, but there's no thoughts going through your mind, he's like, that's when you're completely ready to give everything you have to whatever you're trying to do. Whether it's throw a baseball, hit a baseball, sell a house. And I loved it at the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it since. I'm going to challenge you to try it out. In the I next won't. two weeks, Kay. When after your morning run, put the dogs outside. Okay. Sit on the couch. And just breathe. And just breathe. Okay. And, and try and get back there. And I'd be really interesting to hear I have a where panic attack goes. right now thinking of me sitting down and not doing anything yep. for 10 minutes. Same here. And not same being here. Productive. Every morning I feel it's that crazy. same thing. But as soon as I'm done. You feel good? I feel collected, relaxed, focused. And it's you have to do it in pure either silence or no distractions. Okay. You know? And let's see. We'll put okay. that on the, I'll do an it. update on the podcast. Okay, you got something for us. Where are we at with The Bachelor? Oh, I'll tell you what, guys. Okay, I'm, I'm six foot eight, about 260, solid muscle. I look like a brick building, okay? Got a nice beard. I'm gorgeous. I mean, let's put it that way. But on top of that, I'm also ruggedly good looking. Yeah. I mean, I'm a man's man. You know this. Avid hunter, outdoorsman. Um, there's something about The Bachelor. He is soft. Well, not even that. It drew me in. What I'm saying is is that a lot of people are going to poke fun at us for watching The Bachelor. The reason why we both started watching The Bachelor is our wives. They made us. Yeah. I get to pick the TV every day of the week except for the day that The Bachelor's on, which is fine. Good compromise. So I started, yeah, okay. So I started watching it, and I was, was like, every time I watch The Bachelor, I'm going to have a steak and a bourbon, do some manly stuff, maybe some push-ups before I watch it, yep. and I'm still going to be a man. First episode in, I'm like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Okay, I yep. didn't say that for a while, but now my wife knows I love it. This shit is crazy. It's it's changed. I used to watch this when I was a kid, like when it what? used to come out with my parents. It was like Bachelor's on. We'd what was it about in back in the room. day? I've just now started. This is my second season. Oh man, you were just in for a roller coaster then. Really? Ugh, it has become so convoluted. Okay. And and I think that it's really gone away. I mean, you look at the first like ten bachelors; it's like fifty percent success rate of mm. them actually ending up together. Like long term. Is that term. good? I think that that's, that's good, good for a number. show like that. Sure. I, and that's don't quote me on it. Okay. But now it's become so about the attention. I never told you this when we were in Miami. Do you remember Corinne? Corinne. I remember the she name was Corinne. The, she was like the She's ditzy crazy. blonde. Crazy. Okay. I know Corinne. And she was, we saw her in the Miami Mall. And I was. Did you say what up? I wanted to just to be like. But now. Kenzie pointed her out. What but, does she do for a living now? I Instagram mobile? Yeah, exactly. 
off of uh, family does really well, pretty wealthy. Okay. You know, was I, I feel like it's a social celebrity play. And to tie that all back around is I'm so fascinated with reality TV and why people like watching other people's lives. Because it's messed up. And messed so, up and there's something you can relate to. That's the way I look at it. Absolutely. It's so interesting because... But what's interesting could, about The Bachelor to us, right, is that <laughs> <laughs> this shit's crazy yeah, and it's dramatic. It really happen. It, here's the deal about The Bachelor. I think that I love and hate at the same time. It's a good fucking show. Ah, it's crazy. But I can't wait till next it's week. It's so... So right now, staged. what's going on? It's so staged. Oh, 100%. I have the hardest time with it being staged because 100%. you see these connections, and people think, "Oh, well, I just wish I had love like The Bachelor." Well, my problem with it is, just from a sheer producing and directing standpoint, they are only showing you the clips that they want to show you. Yeah. And so I feel like sometimes they're either making a woman sound or look crazier than she is yeah. or better than she is. And so sometimes on this, I'm I'm looking at, you know, the gal who I think is in first place right now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she didn't get on she didn't go to a date. Right? That was the last thing. I can't the remember drama. her name. Yeah. But then she didn't in get my mind, her. I'm going, well what are the dates for? The dates are for who he wants to kick out. It's not so much on who you want to keep as much as who you don't want to keep. I like that. In this early stage. And so I'm going, of course she didn't go on a date. He's 100% about her. Exactly. And she's and he, over here panicking. So they, they play this out for half of the show about it being her panicking and all this. I look at Allie and I go, she's not on the date because she's 100% safe. And Allie relates that to that she's good looking. She may or may not be. But um, I'm just like, I just know the way that they were looking at each other. It wasn't even a part where they were like pinning on that in the camera. But I was like, ooh, there's something there. You can tell. I can tell. And so, literally, half the episode they're playing this panic deal. Then all of a sudden, he sits her down and he's like, hey, sweetheart, I didn't take you on the date because I'm so sure of what we have right now. And I'm like, like, oh my gosh. Most people are panicking half this episode. Yeah, and you knew what was going to be going out, And I'm like, it's just, I know what it is. Yeah. But you're right. It is staged. It is crazy, though. There's some stuff that they can't even stage. There's some shit that I go, Yeah. Whoa, what is happened. wrong? Yep. I mean, this Demi girl. Have you seen the yeah. Demi girl? Oh, yeah. That short little firecracker? Whew. She is legally batshit crazy. She's crazy. But you know ruckus. what? I also sort of am rooting for her because she throughout these She's getting shows, what she wants. Well, and she's, she's real. She's going after it. She's real. Yeah. So if you're in a house full of, what is it? 30? If you're in a house full of 30 30. other guys, all trying to vie for this woman's love, right? Are you going to care about what the other guys think? Not in the slightest damn bit. Mm -hmm. But socially acceptable, we want to all be polite and stuff. So all these women are being nice to each other. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm glad that your date went so well. No. And Demi's like, hey, I'm not here to make friends. Make friends. I'm here to find a husband. And I'm like, there's something cool about that. There's I, something I, real. I, I I agree with you. Something 100%. real about it. It's so – I love the thought of – like I know a few people, close friends that have had friends on that really? show. Okay. And it's just – I don't know if it's from the start that you're like, you're going to be the douchebag. Yeah. And just play out the whole season. You know you're not going to get picked. But then like you start to fall in love with this person. 
throughout this process, which is kind of interesting because you can't stick around for that long and not feel a connection. You can't fake it that long. I don't think Yeah. people can see right through that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part of it's interesting. Um, and then my other issue with it is, okay, these 30 women now, right? I love, they the, don't I love the reverse. I love it when there's a chick and there's a bunch of dudes because you can relate so much better. <laughs> sort of. Like, but at the same time, I'm, I'm going, you don't, none of these people even know who they're even, you know, oh, Colton's so great. You know who else looks great? Every single person who takes you on a romantic trip to Spain. <laughs> I always laugh with Ali and I always go, you know what's going to suck is when they get home and he goes, hey, I have to work because I took six months off to film this damn show. <laughs> I got to get back to work. Yeah. Or like when Ari was the bachelor yeah. and he's a real estate mogul. Yeah. No, no he's not. not. He's probably doing fine in real estate now. now. Yeah. But I'm like, that's going to be the true testament is when they get back and it's real life and they actually have to work. And yeah, everybody looks great when they're in Spain. Yeah. Or Don't you Jamaica love how on the beach. They're always drinking too. Oh. It is a nonstop drunk fest. Yep. Man. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. It is wild to me. Pivot this. Where are we on Lane's relationship status? Oh, it's a spicy one. And in the booth now with us is the one and only Lane. Lane. I know for once the relationship status has actually changed. What? Dun, dun, dun. No longer on the market? No. Oh, pending. Pending. Definitely not closed. <laughs> Definitely not closed. Yet. This is not Ooh, this funded. That is, yeah, is a good chapstick, huh? Mm-hmm. No, we're not sharing chapstick. Yeah. I got him his own. Yeah. From CMG Mortgage. Shout out. Okay. So pending. Definitely not funded and recorded. <laughs> um, but let's hear what. What do we got? What do we got? Is, is this Tiana Filler? Blake actually met her the other day. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Very, very nice girl. Sweet. Head over heels. I heard she's got a good personality. Yeah, she does. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, she owns her own uh, lash tech studio. Nice. So they just hired on a bunch of new lash techs, and they got one of the best spray tan girls in there. So where is this? It's over on Fairview and Orchard, and it's actually in an automotive dealership. They're renting a little space out of this. Little so area. is it is it a sole owner, and she's kind of subleasing? So, I'm curious because I'm touring a tenant from San Diego on Friday. So it's her and a girl named Kendra that they both co-own. Um, it's Girl Gang Studio. Okay. And so Gucci yeah. Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci, right? So you, girl you, gang, Ken, Gucci you, gang. You should do a yes show with Kendra. Okay. She's, she's a boss. Ooh, I will. So, yeah. Well, Lane, congratulations. Yeah, you are so officially you off the Hold market. Hold on. Stay on topic here. This isn't real estate. This is this is uh, <laughs> Lane. How did it go down? So uh, obviously there were some there were some other players on the roster. Right. And you chose her to be the ace. Why? Um, because she is one, extremely motivated, and we've talked about this many times. There's just certain traits that come along with motivated people that I look for. Yeah. How did it go down? We've actually been like best friends for about four months, and we were on the if side of it. So okay. I'm going to interrupt your best friend. So what does that look like? Because I'm not I'm one that can have best friend. Well, well, I mean, here's the deal. No, like you know the guys that are like, yeah, they're all my best friends, but I'm never going to date them. Like our friend Dangler uh-huh. here. He's got a lot of friends that are girls. That just doesn't work for yeah. me. But see, I don't. Like so them. so. 
her being your best friend, was that prospecting? No, it was just like... Getting to know her better? I also don't dive in on a relationship with someone that I don't know at least enough about to where I can trust them. I like so that. So while you were friends, I mean, were there just little sparks flying around every now and then? Because the thing I wonder, these people who were friends for a long time, how's the chemistry? Well, see, we weren't friends for, we were friends for like years. We've been friends for like a good six, seven months we've okay. known each other. So it's not like... So the sexual It's not. It's not like I'm dating my childhood best friend. <laughs> the sexual frustration. The sexual frustration was there. That's yeah. good. Um, wow. Yeah. It's so, incredible. Yep. Well, when did we... When did we walk down the aisle? <laughs> 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 I love a year so excited. <laughs> exactly. Since okay. we've come for this tonight. So I'm going to go on record. What's the date today? We're filming this on... February 6th? February 7th? 7th. 7th? I yeah, don't know. That's the 7th. 7th. Okay. Make the note of it. It's the 7th today. Over under six months for this relationship. 18 months. You're giving it 18 oh, months. Oh, are we? I thought we were going like marriage. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> oh, saying just over overall. under? I know Lane well enough. I go over six months. I don't know his dating history. Okay. I'm, I'm going over, over six months for sure. Nice, motivated girl. Six months flies. See, I like this one because. He doesn't met her yet, so... I haven't met her, but I also know Lane, and here's the deal about Lane, is that if she supposedly is uh, a spray tan specialist, I've never seen Lane look whiter than he does right now. Lash tech. You and my look lashes look like great. Thank you very much. Today. So you need those. I feel like a ghost today. <laughs> I can't breathe. Lane's sick and he can't breathe. Oh, yeah. Get out of the studio if you're sick. What's can't have that around you. Well, okay. I'm going to go under six months. I'll be the asshole. <laughs> I'm going to go under six months. Uh, what, what's her name again? Tiana. Tiana? Which sounds like a freaking party in Mexico. Um, Tiana, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but enjoy your time. <laughs> it's not going to last forever. Um, here's a story on relationships and girlfriends. Yes. You've got, a, you've got a great story, story on this. This is a good one, too. So... I'm playing baseball for Wilder Baseball Club in Port Angeles, Washington. Summer League. We're just kicking ass, taking names. Had an outfielder named Alex Gillis. Short, little spry, um, sparky little guy. Yep. So Alex comes up to me after a game. We won. I probably went like three or four with two bombs. Who knows? He comes up to me. He goes, Easton, I would like to introduce you to my girlfriend. And I used to do this thing. I stopped since this story. I used to do this thing where I would quickly introduce myself before he could tell me their name. And so I literally reach out and I go, oh, my God, Sarah, it is so nice to meet you. Gillis talks about you all the time. Sarah this, Sarah that. Oh, my God, how much I love Sarah. And I'm just like, Gillis, shut up about Sarah. (laughs) Well, what always happens with that is usually an awkward look and then a laugh because that's not her name. Yeah. Because that's the joke. I'm, yep. I'm cutting them off before they say the name so that she thinks that he's talking about another girl named Sarah. <laughs> so I'm busting up laughing. I just walk into the locker room and don't think anything of it. A couple minutes go by. He comes into the locker room wanting to absolutely murder me. And I'm telling you, a little guy. So he's like trying to push me up against the wall and like grab me by the throat, which <laughs> barking up the wrong tree, lad. Yeah. But anyway, so finally, we like everybody breaks this up, and I'm like, "What the fuck is your problem?" And he's just pissed. Well, come to find out, unbeknownst to me, the girl that he was introducing me with, he had cheated on her with a girl named Sarah. No. And so when I'm like, "Sarah, this, Sarah, that," 
she thought that he was still cheating on her with, with Sarah, Sarah and telling you about and it and telling me about it. Wow. And I clearly had no idea. I'm not that low. Yeah. He was so mad, and it was like the worst, most awkward thing ever the next time I saw her yeah. at a baseball game. You're I mean, like, it was bad. <laughs> and so since then, I haven't done it. Um, I might do it with Tijuana or whatever Lane's girlfriend's yeah, name is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the story. That is a great story. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I haven't done it since nice. then. <laughs> I haven't done it since then. How tall is this kid? I'm trying to get a mental picture. Of Probably 5'7". Ran like a four two forty, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, like like just just a ninja little, speed. Yeah, like just a little yeah. yeah. This is quick one, man. Like it's a little flying little monkey, nice. spider monkey. Yeah, that's awesome, Lane. Good for you, man. Lane, um, we're proud of you. I like I your thought, high hopes about it. Thought the day. <laughs> Be smart. Thought the day would never come. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. If you sometimes ever there's no grass. Yeah, sometimes it's just a dirt lot. Dirt lot, which is great for building a commercial project, but not so much residential. Yeah. 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 Well, cool, guys. Well, this is another episode of B&E. We're here to stay. Let it be known. There's some of you out there doubting us. Do not doubt us. We're still here. We're not too old. We're like the freaking patriots, okay? We'll be around forever. Here's a story about a man named Brady who had six rings of his own. Mic drop. See ya. <laughs>